0: Everyone, this is Cherry O'Donnell, and this is a continuation of Joseph. And he made it through the coat of many colors. He made it through the pit. <laughs> he made it past Potiphar's house, past the prison, and now into the palace. And this is this legacy continues. But here we go, and I'll start. Um, I'll start with um, chapter 41, and it's um, verse 1. And it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh dreamed, and behold, he stood by the river. Very important that it was two full years that Joseph gave the interpretation to the cupbearer and the baker. But this is a case scenario where it happens always. I'll just say it like this. It might not seem like this, but it always happens this way. Why? Because the dream has to die. Jesus said a single kernel of wheat has to fall to the ground or it'll abide alone. But if it goes into the ground, it'll bring forth much fruit. Now, here's the deal with that. uh, There's another scripture in the New Testament that said, we're always delivered unto death for Christ's sake, that the life of Jesus may be made manifested in our mortal body. Always means, um, let me guess, always. (laughs) But anyway, after two years, okay, And behold, there came up out of the river seven well-favored kin, and fat-fleshed, and they fed in the meadow. And behold, seven other kin came up after them of the river, ill-favored and lean-fleshed, and stood by the other kin upon the brink of the river. And the ill-favored and the un And the lean flesh did eat up the seven well-favored and fat can. So Pharaoh awoke. And he slept and dreamed a second time. And behold, seven ears of corn came up upon one stalk and rank and good. And behold, seven thin ears and blistered from the east wind sprung up after them. And the seven thin ears devoured the seven rank and full ears, and Pharaoh awoke, and behold, it was a dream. And it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled, and he sent and called for the magicians of Egypt and all the wise men thereof, and Pharaoh told them his dream. But there was none that could interpret them unto Pharaoh, then Spoke the chief butler unto Pharaoh, saying, "I do remember my fault this day." Oh, uh, finally the bell rang. You know, for this uh, chief butler, or you know, who who was also called a cupbearer. Anyway, Pharaoh was wrought with his servants and put him me in in wood into the captain of the guards' house, both me and the chief baker. And we dreamed a dream at one night. And I and he, we dreamed each man according to the interpretation thereof. And there was this young man, a Hebrew, servant to the captain of the guard, and we told him, and he interpreted us our dream to each man according to the dream. Did he interpret? And it came to pass, as he did interpret to us, so it was, Me, and he restored unto my office, and him he hung. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon, and he shaved himself and changed his raiment, and came into Pharaoh. Notice this transition time. Joseph in the prison. He gets a time to shave and change his garment. And then, and, and there is this thing that happens. It's like a clue, a, uh, a divine clue of a changing of a guard and the changing of a season. But anyway, and Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret, and I heard saying that you can understand a dream to interpret it. And Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, it is not me, but God that gives Pharaoh an Answer a piece. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, In my dream, behold, I stood upon the bank of the river. And behold, there came up out of the seven kin, flesh, a fat, fleshed, and well favored, and they fed in the meadow. And behold, there were seven other kin came up after them, poor and well ill savored, and lean fleshed and such as I never saw in all the land of Egypt for badness. And the lean and the ill-savored kin did eat up the first fat kin. And when they had eaten them up, it could not be known that they had eaten them, and they were still ill-savored. And as the beginning, so I awoke. And I saw in the dream, and behold, seven ears came up and one stalk full and good, and behold, seven other ears withered and thin and blistered by the east wind sprung up after them. And the thin ears devoured the seven good ears, and I told this unto the magicians, and there was none that could declare to me. And Joseph said to Pharaoh, the dream of Pharaoh is one. God has showed Pharaoh that he is about to do the seven Good kins are seven years, and seven good years are seven years. The dream is one. The seven thin and ill-favored kin that came up after them are seven years, and the seven empty years, blistered, and that the east wind shall be seven years of famine. And this is the thing that which I have spoken to Pharaoh. What God is about to do, he showed unto Pharaoh. And behold, there were seven years of great plenty throughout the land of Egypt, and there was arise after them seven years of famine, and all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine shall consume the land. And the plenty shall be known in the land by reason of the famine following, for it shall be very grievous. And for that, the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice, and it is because the thing is established by God. This is a, a, dream, a divine dream principle. Whenever it is God, it usually is twice and sometimes more, and God will shortly bring it to pass. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise and set them over the land of Egypt. And let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land and take up fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenty years and let them gather all the food of those good years that come and lay it up, corn under the hand of Pharaoh, and let them keep the food in the cities. And that food shall be stored in the land against the seven years of famine, which will be in the land of Egypt and the land perish, not through the famine. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all the servants. And Pharaoh said to the servant, Can we find such a man as this, a man of whom the Spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed you all this, there is none so discreet and wise as you. Thou shalt be over my house, and according to all thy word shall all the people be ruled only in the throne shall I be greater than you and Pharaoh said unto Joseph see I have set thee over the land of Egypt and Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand and arrayed him with a vesture of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck and he made him a ride in the second chariot which he had had and they cried before him bow the knee and he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without thee shall no man lift up his hand or foot at all in the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name, Oh boy, Zephanah Penel, and he gave him to wife Ezna, the white, the daughter of Potiphar's priest on of on and Joseph went out of the land of Egypt. And Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Notice <laughs> this is really important. Did you notice that he was 30 years old when he stole, stood before Pharaoh? Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went out throughout all the land of Egypt. And in the seven plenty years. The earth brought forth by handfuls, and he gathered together all the food of the seven years, which was in the land of Egypt, and laid it up, the food in the cities and the food of the fields, and which were round about every city, laid he up in the same. And Joseph gathered corn as the sand of the sea very much until the left numbering, for it was without number. And unto Joseph was born two sons before the years of famine came uh, from the daughter of the priest of On, on, bear unto him. And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, one of the tribes of Israel. And for God said, he made him me forget all my toil and all my father's house. And the name of the second was called Ephraim, for God has called me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Ephraim's really important, especially to the prophets. It was where Shiloh was, but anyway. And the seven years of plenishness that were in the land of Egypt were ended, and the seven years of drought began to come, and according to, as, as Joseph had said, and the drought was in the lands, but all the land of Egypt was it was bread. And when all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread. And Pharaoh said unto all the Egyptians, go unto Joseph what he says you do. And the famine was over all the face of the earth. And Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold unto the Egyptians. And the famine waxed sore in the land of Egypt. And all the countries came to Egypt to Joseph to buy corn because that the famine was so sore in all the land. And um, that concludes uh, this portion. And the next uh, episode, uh, the chapter of this uh, story of Joseph uh, series is when he encounters his brothers. There's so much revelation in that. I mean, and can you imagine, um, well, anyway, I'll I'll just say thanks for tuning in, and uh, may God bless.